Are the Warriors bored? Is it really as simple as them saying, let's flip the switch. Let's go on this title run. Let's go ahead and get this three-peat. Or is this a team that's showing signs of fracturing from within? It's the cipher. The Warriors being washed or done with or over or finished in terms of them running the league. This seems like the subject of the last couple of days ever since Christmas. Here's some of your comments. Clint, Warriors have five All-Stars. Them losing a few meaningless games won't change the fact that they'll three-peat. Riz, Steph, Clay, and KD are not even giving it 100% until the playoffs. They'll flip the switch and win it all again. I hear you, Riz, and that seems to be a lot of people's thinking, but I don't think this season is that simple. I think this Warriors team is a lesser version. I think their lack of depth and firepower on the bench is an issue. I also think the fact that Clay's struggling and Draymond being less of an offensive force, less of a scoring option, has allowed teams at times to trap Steph and Clay over and over and over, as well as KD. And that's not what they're all about. The war is about ball movement, bodies moving, the ball swinging all around the court. That's not happening. That's an issue. Vance says, all this fake concern over Golden State losing a few games is a joke. I disagree, Vance, but I hear you. Nick says, dubs are bored until the playoffs. That seems to be the theme. They're bored. They're not interested. Maybe it's just the fact that the rest of the league is coming for them. They're coming at them. And remember, when you're the defending champs, the two-time defending champs, you've won three out of the last four finals. You're going to get everybody's best effort. Fro says, people forget how hard it is to 3 P because your depth thins out over time. Guys leave for bigger paydays. And two or three of your top seven players, they start to age and aren't quite as productive as they once were. And it shows in their production. Fro, I'm with you 100%. I'm, I'm a big fan of Iguodala and Livingston. And the reality is age and attrition and all the minutes that they've played over the years is catching up to them, in my opinion. Steve says, I still got Golden State winning it all, but it's going to be a grind. Ford says, I think Draymond's washed. I'm not going to go as far as saying he's washed, but I will say that he seems to be in decline. And he's only 28 years old, but he does have a certain playing style that is all about energy and intensity, and that can wear on anybody. And and maybe what he needs to do is, is play less in the post and maybe more on the perimeter. It might save his body. Corey, Mo, your boy Durant can't beat LeBron without a super team. Where is this coming from? Corey, for the hundredth time, and, and for any of the families out there listening, Durant's not my boy. Am I a fan of the NBA? Absolutely. And I can give credit to the greatness of individual players like a LeBron or a Giannis, or a KD. But he's not my boy. So let's kind of move away from that. I don't even know where you're coming from with that. That makes no sense. Chill, fam. 
Lex says, it's not like they need five All-Stars. Oh, wait, they do need five All-Stars. Everybody keeps saying that. So, sure, you've got the core four that have been All-Stars. And Boogie's been an All-Star. But he hasn't been an All-Star as a Warrior. So, until you see him on the court and see how he fits in with them, I'm not going to judge him on how he looks with them on paper or on NBA 2K. I'm going to judge him on how he actually looks on the floor when he's playing. Zane said, even with these losses, Steph is still the best player in the game. I hear you, Zane, um, but Steph was never the best player in the game. Even though he's won two MVPs, at no point in Steph Curry's career was he ever the best player in basketball. Callie said, zero worries, dubs three-peat. I hear you. And I get the theme, right? You're either it's panic mode, the Warriors are in trouble, or this is the regular season. They don't care. They've been there. They're so used to winning it, they can flip a a switch. I got you. Really, I feel you. Here's the thing, though. Age, complacency, maybe even locker room issues or lack of depth or all of the above. You can't outrun time. And it's not like the Warriors have just collapsed. They're 23 and 13. That's good enough for second place in the West. But when you watch them play, even in their wins, you don't see the same chemistry on offense, and they're not able to get stops when they need to consistently on defense. Golden State is ranked 14th in total defense. And while it's true, people have made a good point, they don't have rim protection, they're getting hurt on the perimeter. Guys are breaking their guys down off the dribble consistently. Teams are attacking them and getting to the paint at will. And everybody shares the blame on that one because Golden State switches everything. So Draymond, Clay, Steph, Katie have all been inconsistent on that side of the floor. That's not including the struggles their benches had all season on both ends of the floor. Again, I love Iggy, Livingston, but they're 35 and 33 with bodies that are breaking down. And with all the rumors of what other teams should do, what moves other teams should make to compete or challenge or beat Golden State, I'm starting to think the Warriors are the ones that need to add a wing that can defend and make shots for that struggling second unit. And for all you Boogie lovers out there, yes, Boogie will help them on the boards. And he will provide a post presence on offense. But he's coming off a ruptured Achilles. So I'm sure he's going to be on some kind of minutes restriction. Boogie helps, but he won't solve Clay's shooting woes. He won't solve the fact that more and more teams are playing Draymond for the pass because they don't respect his ability to make shots. They don't see him as an offensive threat. And when you shoot 41% from the floor, and 22% from three, I'm not guarding you either. So when you hear the media say, well, a lot of times Golden State's play, they play four and five on offense. The truth is, many times when they're out there on the floor, they're playing three on five because they're not guarding Draymond. They're not guarding Kevin Looney or Jordan Bell. And even when they bring in a guy like Jarepko, who's been solid at times, he struggles on defense. Again, just a reminder, we are talking about a team that's 23 and 13. But I want to also remind everybody. The current eighth seed in the West is 19 and 16. 
That's how deep and balanced the West is. And I haven't changed my mind about Golden State being favored to win. I really think if they can make a move, the Warriors will find a way to three-peat. And even if they don't make a move, they might three-peat. But I think their lack of depth, I think it's a glaring weakness that can be exploited. And we've talked about that other component, the locker room issues, the chemistry issues, that togetherness that you always saw with Golden State, the way they played, it was just natural. There was just flow. I don't see that. And look, sports dynasties are a lot like music bands. Over time, the different personalities can start to wear on each other. Factor in money, individual brands, stature. To be able to hold that together over an extended period of time, that's pretty special. But at some point, it comes to an end. Think about this. Teams are coming for the Warriors' neck. And even with their core four at their best, Draymond, Clay, Steph, KD, they're not a lock to win at all. Not when you have teams like the Raptors, Celtics, and the Milwaukee Bucks out in the East. And all three of those teams, they match up very well with the Warriors. And don't sleep on the Nuggets, Thunder, and should they make a move and add a second All-Star? Because I think that's the one component they need. They, I don't think they need a superstar. I think if the Lakers add a legitimate All-Star, they're going to make a run to the Western Conference Finals. So again, not writing off the Warriors. They're the world champions. They've been tested. They've proven they can handle adversity. But I think this year, the adversity is not just physical. It's mental. And a lot of it's coming from within. And that's a totally different struggle. Favorite to win? They should be. A lot to win? Anything but. I think the Warriors this season, if you thought they were tested last year with the Rockets, I think this season is going to be their toughest challenge, their biggest test in terms of three-peating. The Lakers have played well the last couple of games minus LeBron, but they blew a 15-point lead on Thursday night versus the Kings and lost on a buzzer beater, 117-116. to Kyle Kuzma led the Lakers with 33 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 dimes. Brandon Ingram chipped in with 22 points. Lonzo had 20 points, 9 rebounds, and 12 assists. He just missed that triple-double. And if you watch the game, the Lakers blew that lead the way most young, inexperienced teams blow leads. With bad turnovers, bad shot selections, blowing rotations on defense, and not making their free throws late. And that's something that's been a problem for the Lakers all season long. The Lakers are dead last in the NBA in free throw percentage. And that's going to be an issue that's going to haunt them all throughout the season unless they correct that. The inability to make your free throws will not only cost you games, it changes game situations. And it's not just the young guys. LeBron himself is not a good free throw shooter. I think this was a factor in tonight's loss to the Clippers when they lost 118 to 107. Lou Williams led the Clippers with 36 points. Again, the Lakers' inability to get stops when they needed them. They went 24 for 35 from the free throw line, 17 turnovers, and a lot of those were late. 
I understand it's a young team and they do have a couple of vets on there. And you have to give these young guys time to develop. But I'll say this. The Lakers are now 20 and 16. I'll remind you earlier that the eighth seed in the West has 19 wins. I don't know how long LeBron will be out. But if they don't pick it up, if they're not able to play at least 500 basketball, by the time he gets back, they won't be in the eighth seed. They'll be in the 12th seed. That's how close, that's how deep the Western Conference is. And I'm sure that Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka have gotten together and they're trying to put together some kind of package to bring more talent in. And I know over the last two weeks, all you've heard of left and right is Anthony Davis. Anthony, And I understand why you want Anthony Davis. I watched the game tonight versus the Mavs. 48 points, 17 rebounds, and a 114-112 win. Anthony Davis is a flat-out beast. He is that gifted a player on both ends of the floor. His ability to shoot, to post, to pass, and impact your defense, it makes him not just elite, he's a transcendent talent. I'm not even sure he's as good as he will ever be. I actually think there's room for him to improve. That said, the harsh reality is this. I don't see Anthony Davis being part of the Los Angeles Lakers this season. I'm not sure if Magic Johnson offered all four of their young players, Kuzma, Ingram, Ball, Hart, and maybe throwing KCP for money. Even then, I don't think the Pelicans take that deal. But, There are moves out there that Magic Johnson can make. Now, should he choose to make these moves, it'll take away one of the max slots. But if you bring in a Bradley Bill, that's an all-star. Not just a regular all-star, but that's a two-guard that can not just catch and shoot. He can put the ball on the deck. He can break people down off the dribble. He's a combo guard. Bradley Bill has the ability to play point. He can make plays for others. And playing off LeBron, I think, would elevate Bradley Beal's game. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But I am saying, and I've said this before, I've said it all along, nothing but facts. And I'm sticking with this. I had the Lakers at a 4-5 seed. I'm staying with that. But I also believe when you have LeBron, time is not your friend. When you have 33, going to be 34-year-old LeBron, you make moves for right now. Once you brought him in, you're not talking about developing guys three, four years down the road. Once you brought it and signed LeBron, you're trying to win now. And when you're trying to win now, you have to make moves that fit around him. You have to put the complementary pieces, be it a second star or a second and third star, around LeBron James, which means... They're going to have to sacrifice some young potential talent. And I say potential because none of the guys right now are all-star caliber players. And none of them, we don't know if any of them will ever be. I like Kuzma. He's a scorer. He's a natural scorer. But he's also a streaky shooter. A lot of people think Kuzma's a great three-point shooter. The truth of the matter is, he isn't. 
Brandon Ingram has all the talent in the world, but I don't know if he has the talent to be a second star on a title contending team. Lonzo has looked good, really good over the last four or five games, but his overall resume, not just last season, but everything he's done to up to this point on this season, I don't know what he is because he gives you these blip games where you think this is what he could be. And then he follows it up with two for 10, four assists and a bunch of turnovers. I, I don't. And I know this is about he's young. He's developing. Can he develop quick enough? And if he does develop, what's his actual ceiling? Not what the pundits say, but his actual ceiling. Because I think at best he has the potential to be a very good starter. I don't think he's going to be an all star. I definitely don't see superstar. Remember, you've got LeBron for three years. You're not going to try to like add talent to him at age 35 or 36. That's why I think the term patience is something the the Lakers can't afford. They've got to make bold moves in the now. Once you have LeBron, you're trying to win now. I expect Magic to be bold. I expect him and Rob Palenka to go all out to try to bring in another all-star caliber player this season before the trade deadline. Shout out to all the listeners. You guys are greatly appreciated. I keep rolling. I keep grinding because of you guys. Shout out to the Anchor community, the Anchor Facebook page, and good looking out because the Anchor app has just been a blessing in the sense that it's perfect for people like me who want to put content out there and they've made it extra user friendly. So thank everybody. Thank the Facebook fam, the YouTube listeners. Next episode will be in 2019. Good looking out. Happy New Year's to all. It's the Cypher.